Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And all I got to say is he's back. After a week off from Memorial Day, we've got the one and only Mr. Greg Dickerson. How you doing, sir? Doing great, Michael. Good to see you. Good to be back. I appreciate your time. And we've been doing this years together. I look forward to all our conversations on Monday. So thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. One of the things I wanted to do first off with you is talk about new home construction. And the reason I want to do that with you, for the folks that don't know, you were a builder. You've built everything from very luxurious, uh, huge, massive estates to starter homes uh, in your career. Um, I've done some research around new home construction after the really big miss from a week or two ago. Expected 750, did like 591 or something. It was a huge miss. I went back and did some research about 1979 to 82, which was a huge crash in construction or new construction sales, about 48%. And then, of course, the crash from 2005, where we were building 1.3 million homes to the bottom of 300K or 319, a 75% drop. So I wanted to get your opinion as a builder, given the cost of capital, giving less buyers, given supply chains. Where do you think this new home construction goes? Because I'm guessing it's not up. Well, when you say up, you mean units? Units, in, yeah, units. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think right now, units in process are at the highest levels we've seen in a long time. There sure. is a chart out there that will show that. I don't know if you have that one uh, or it. can pull it up real quick. But if you look at that, you know, right now, units in the pipeline, in construction, in process are up. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Delays, obviously, is taking longer to get, mm -hmm. you know, stuff finished, but starts are down. So what's down is new starts. Mm -hmm. So as a builder, you got to finish what's in the pipeline. And as the market shifts, you know, you don't want to start anything new till you get everything else that's out there sold. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of units in the pipeline, multifamily and single family that have to get completed before we see what happens. And then you know, builders are very in tune with what's going on now. 2009 taught us all a big lesson. Yeah. We're very sensitive to demand cycles and to interest rate and the effects of interest rate. As a builder, you know, I've been talking about the housing market being directly inversely related to interest rates. Mm -hmm. As a builder, that's what we watch because we know they're buying payments. It's affordability. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, from a new construction standpoint, you know, if I built a house that, you know, was selling at 500,000 six months ago, yeah, that house is going to sell for 300000 now because oh, of wow. the payment affordability. And I mean, you know, interest rates have doubled. Yeah. So it almost has cut the you know prices of houses in half. So I think, you know, that's what we're seeing. And whether or not, you know, what the future looks like, it really all depends on, you know, where interest rates go, how much demand destruction is really done, how much existing home sales stock, you know, starts to rise because you build when there's no inventory, right? right? Or when cost of replacement is exponentially cheaper than resales. Right. So that's when construction booms, when it's cheaper to build than buy construction booms, especially if there's uh, no inventory, you know, or limited options. And then we've seen peaks when there's been a lot of high inventory, but new always sells better. And you can, you know, you can build cheaper generally than the resale market. So you have a, a competitive advantage. But to your point about the 70s, you know, it was 40 years ago that we saw inflation at the levels that we're at now. Mm -hmm. And I remember my parents sold a house that we moved from Pensacola, Florida in 1984, 83, 84, and they had to give a second mortgage to the buyer because they couldn't sell their house. And it was a great house in a great neighborhood. We had a pool, cul-de-sac. Uh, it was just terrible housing market, you know, time. That's my only experience with, you know, the housing market back then. Yeah, you know, I was 11th grade at the time, but, uh, yeah. you know, those are my thoughts on what's going on. Yeah. And I, th I want to go back to it because I think there was something subtle there that I wanted people to pick up on. I think the builders are much like 
it's kind of like Walmart and Target, sort of. And what I mean by that is Walmart and Target clearly over-ordered or double-ordered, or the supply chain was so delayed. Right now, these institutions, given the last earnings, have 40% more inventory than they normally do. And I think what's happening with builders is, yeah, they were building a lot of builders, I think nine or 10 months ago, because lumber was so high, they were just pouring pads, right? They were just pouring the pad and they were waiting. And a lot of that counts as inventory in the pipeline. So if you're, if you're in the market for new construction today, given that I think there's going to be a mismatch between willing and capable buyers and the pipeline of existing stuff, do you think new construction is going to start offering discounts and buying points? And it might be an area where there might be some pain early because they got to sell, right? They don't really have an option to pull it off the market. They've got to sell. They got to turn their capital. Yeah, it depends on the market and depends on the inventory. I mean, obviously, there's all different levels. Starter homes are very different than move up, very different than luxury homes. Uh -huh. But yeah, I mean, you're going to see the builders, you know, provide incentives, discounts, you know, creative financing first and foremost before any other segment of the market. I bought my first house after I got married in 1990. Mm -hmm. And I bought on what was called a 321 buy down because interest rates were so high. Mm -hmm. uh, and, the, and the idea was your income would go up as a first time home buyer. Uh, as you're in the house. So the interest rate would start lower and it would go up through time so that we could qualify for the mortgage. Mm. Uh, and, you know, that was a builder incentive type program that was offered at the time to make that work. I can't remember all the details around it now, but um, yeah, you'll see it start to show up there. But again, you know, it just depends on the market. Like my market that, you know, that I'm in, we're seeing price reductions, but stuff is still selling quickly, the good stuff in the right areas and the stuff that's we're seeing 50 to $100,000 price reductions on half a million dollar homes, but they're way overpriced to begin with. So, yeah, you know, that's what you're going to see. And we're seeing it everywhere. So when you say crash, you know, and a lot of people are talking about crash, we got to define what, what is that exactly? Yes. You know, uh, what do you mean by crash? And, you know, what we're seeing, obviously, is mortgage applications are way down for refinance and acquisition. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're seeing new construction traffic way down. Mm -hmm. We're seeing price reductions. So values are coming down. Some 20, 30%. Is that a crash? You know, so you got to really define what, what is meant by a housing crash. And everybody was calling for the crash, you know, back when the pandemic was happening and the mm. forbearance program and all that. We, you and I said, that's not happening. Not happening. Interest rates is what's going to correct and potentially crash the market. And, you know, we were pointing toward the end of this year, going into next year, rates rose a lot faster than we both thought, I think. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Uh, but builders have other exits too. So if you're in Charlotte, North Carolina, and you're building starter homes or move up homes, and you've got a hundred of them in inventory, you can sell that now to a fund that's going to buy them and rent them. Exactly. So, I see that. So, you know, through. there's different exit options for builders in different markets. So it's just such a very unique time right now versus 2009. There was massive inventory everywhere. Massive. Yeah. yeah. So liquidity dried up credit, people couldn't borrow money. Um, you know, values were coming down and, and there was tons and tons and tons of inventory on the resale market because of all the foreclosures, as well as new production coming. This time we've got everything but massive inventory, um, you know, out there for the resale market. We've got new construction coming. We've got really high interest rates and it's going to get more difficult to borrow money. Credit's mm -hmm. going to tighten. Yes. So um, it'll be interesting to see how long it takes for, you know, things to fundamentally change. Yeah. The one last question I want to ask you as a builder, because I have no experience with new construction is, I think you're right. I think there's, I think there's, it's really a two-step function. There's the existing inventory that's in the pipeline, as you say, and then there's, okay, what are we going to, what are we going to do next? Right. What are we going to do next is a different discussion because they could go smaller. They could build less units, lots of choices, but how long, 
or like if it, it like if you're a builder and you're looking at your inventory board or whatever you're tracking is that like six months into the future? Like you've already got, you're already committed for supplies and labor for six. Is it three months? Is it a year and a half? How long is this pipeline? You think? Planning like planning units ahead. Yeah. Like, like earlier you said it depended on how much inventory was coming, right? Cause we have record inventory coming. We talked about pads being laid. That stuff has to be built, right? It's already kind of in the pipeline. Generally speaking, how long is that? You think, you know, most, I mean, you know, it depends on the market. You know, when it's red hot, you're just going as hard and as fast as you can because everything's being bought as soon as you break ground. You know, you're taking pre-reservations. Generally, builders, we look at absorption, right? Can the market absorb the units we're bringing to the market? And what is that absorption rate? And um, I just put something in the chat I think you're looking at. Yeah, I'm pulling it up. Yeah, yeah. So he's a housing expert um, that he puts out a lot of great information and charts. I think he's with... Um, uh who's he with um I'll, go, I'll scroll up sorry yeah yeah housing wire housing wire so yeah logan he's he's a, so he's all this stuff we're talking about I man he puts up charts and data and he's really dialed into the market so he's a really good one to watch for people and a lot of great indicators there mm -hmm. that's why i wanted to put it in but uh, anyways as a builder you're going to forecast with absorption and that's one thing that logan talks about he's got a little couple of things about absorption rates mm -hmm. generally as a builder now you don't want to be any more than six months ahead of the market because it can change so stinking fast, you know? Gotcha. And that's what I was looking for. Six. It's really ahead. funny because when I was first starting in the industry, all the old schoolers that went through the eighties and nineties housing crashes, they all told, they all said, you know, Hey, it turns off like a water faucet literally yeah. overnight. And I was like, man, that's hard to imagine that mm -hmm. happening as busy and robust as the market was when we were all going, mm -hmm. you know? And then all of a sudden, 2008, nine, it shut off like a faucet. Yeah. And here we are, you know, 2022, and it's shutting off like a faucet because interest rates, you know, shot up so fast and corrected, you know, so quickly and so hard. And, you know, that's what really uh, drives home that point. You know, it's all about interest rates. So as builders, we watch uh, interest rates. You know, we watch uh, the lending market. You know, what does that look like? Uh, we watch, you know, days on market. We watch, you know, pending sales. We watch absorption rates. How much inventory is there and how long does it take to absorb it? Uh, and those are the things that, especially now, you want to be the most nimble with. But like I said, now builders have other exits that weren't available before with right. the, you know, rent, rent to own or not rent to own, but uh, build to rent model. Build to rent, yeah. So builders, worst case scenario, they'll rent. You know, yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll stick a tenant in there and they'll rent, you know, they'll do whatever. But first, usually the first case is, you know, if they're not set up for that and they're, investment capital or business model doesn't allow for that they'll just drop prices and liquidate and get out of the market yeah that's what exactly what i was looking for because i think there are but some that's people why starts are down too because yeah, they're not exactly. going to start right now they need to clear out that's what i'm telling you yes. that pipeline of existing in in you know in the process that's mm -hmm. up at like oh, yeah. 2020 levels something like that we haven't seen it in four or five years yep. but starts are way down because it's like why would you start a house right now exactly that's exactly what i was looking for so i think if you're in the market for new homes again it's all local there might be an opportunity to uh, squeeze, if you will, uh, builders. Uh, you know, it's certainly worth a chance. Uh, if you're looking to buy a home last year, you couldn't get one, you're out of waiting list. I think the power is coming to you. You, you. you owe it to yourself to try. I think as Greg is saying, we're going to have a little window, four, five, six months, because by then they're going to pivot. They're going to do less. They're going to do something different. It'll be a different market. So uh, Greg, I appreciate your experience. That's exactly what I was looking for. Where can people? And we're find talking you? about production builders now. Yes. I know I have some friends that are custom builders, and those guys are booked out a year, oh, yeah. you know, two years. 
for people that want to build a house, they've got the money. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about a different business model. And again, in my area, you know, some of the builders are still breaking ground because there's so much demand and there's so little inventory. People are still buying, you know, and, and, you know, costs are still up. So that's the other thing. Builders are looking at me. I don't know where costs are going. Yeah. Interest rates are up. So, you know, the labor. Is this, yeah. It's a, it's a, I think the housing market is in for a change. I think the slowdown is real. I think it's going to hit different markets at different rates at different speeds. I think new construction, as you've told us repeatedly, will react first. And I think that's just wisdom and experience telling us uh, where to look because existing homes, I don't think existing homes move. It doesn't move at the same rate with the same urgency, right? It's a different, you don't have to move, right? You could take it off the market as an existing homeowner. So especially in different markets. So if you're in a resort rental market, you know, where there's a lot of short-term rentals, then, you know, over the last few years, anybody who's bought, you know, two years ago, whatever, they've got such low interest rates and they have good cash flows. Mm -hmm. That's always been one of the most unmotivated markets for sellers because they're like, Hey, I got this great cash flow. I'll stick it out there at this price. If it sells great, if it doesn't, I'm still renting. So those markets are hard to hard to uh, really analyze. Although now the cash flows don't work, so you'll see transactions drop in those markets. You'll see that you know inventory start to rise rapidly in those you know resort markets. Um, but you know again, home builders they learned a huge lesson in two thousand eight nine, and they're watching data closely. So builder sentiment and builder starts that's a good indication of what the housing market looks like because. You know, we have real-time data. We know what's going on. And we're not going to start houses if we don't think we can sell them. Hey, amen to that. Uh, Greg, where can people find you? Yeah, gregdickerson.com. Thanks, buddy.